Today, I want to talk about modulating intensity for CrossFit training. And I think it would be helpful if I started with just working definition. Uh, here, I'm thinking just about how to adjust or keep proper control. It's also defined as exerting a controlling influence on. So basically, we can figure out how we can regulate um, how hard or easy an athlete is actually going specific to their CrossFit training. And we'll define what CrossFit training is too, because um, that's obviously subjective and it's open-ended and there's a, a lot that can fall in that. So I think it'd be helpful if we cleared that up a little bit. But basically, I want to start off on kind of clear off the two ends of the spectrum that are a little bit more straightforward in terms of an approach, which would be the strength training and the endurance end of things. Not that training for those things is easy or necessarily straightforward, but there's a lot more history around those things. And generally, there's a lot more education out there already on how to regulate intensity. And there's a number of different ways. I'm going to cover some of that today. However, I kind of want to check off those first, and then we'll figure out how you can adjust for CrossFit specifically. So today, I want to go through how you can modulate intensity for CrossFit training. The fitness movement is brought to you by Zor Fitness. We offer coaching and individualized program design, as well as educational content for coaches and athletes. It's all at one place, zorfitness.com. So as I explained this, I thought it would be helpful if I had examples, and I also thought it'd be cool if I pulled real examples from my athletes training. So I'm not going to give you their names. However, I am going to actually put it up. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm actually going to screenshot their actual whole block of training but just kind of highlight the, the chunk that I'm talking about and I'll also verbally kind of explain it and go over it. So as I said, we're going to start with the spectrums, the strength and the endurance, and then we'll kind of go ends to middle where we're actually doing a lot more of the CrossFit work, which is typically a blend of uh, strength and conditioning and obviously be a lot of different things. So strength work, one way that you can modulate intensity would just be with percentages. So you know, someone's done a one rep max back squat before, so you can figure out what 70% of their best ever back squat was. Again, it's helpful if you have uh, at least an understanding of uh, someone's current maxes and how that could be um, raised or lowered based on like the recovery state uh, that they're currently in. However, at least having a rough idea of where that person's at is obviously going to be super helpful. So here's an example from one of my athletes training. Uh, a was a 12 minute EMOM, a no foot uh, power snatch with a slow pull to the knee. So in other words, they're not actually lifting their feet off the ground and moving them. And they're slowing down that first pull up um, until, as it says, the knee. And then they're going to do a no feet power snatch. And again, that's going to be at 65 to 70%. Uh, so again, more form focus, relatively light. And then I want them to note the RPE when they actually finish that work. B will be then a 10 minute imam of a no feet hang power clean again at 65 to 70% of their best clean again. And typically when I write percentage work uh, for weightlifting, unless I say otherwise, it's usually based on their full lift. For example, um, they're doing power snatches. However, it's based on, um, what, however they can snatch the most weight, right? Typically for most people, that's going to be a squat snatch. Same thing for, in this case, it was a hang power clean. They're going to be basing that off their full clean again, unless I say otherwise. And then C was a snatch pull to hip. Uh, and that was six rep or six sets of four reps at 117% of their one uh, RM snatch, uh, which is, that was pretty deep into progression. So that's obviously a pretty heavy snatch pull. Um, again, they're noting the load and the RPE at finish 
RPE rating of perceived exertion. That's something that I kind of, as you see, kind of going back and forth between. Um, and that's sort of another way that I will typically do this. So one way would be percentage-based work. Second would be RPE rating of perceived exertion. Uh, I use a scale of just one to 10 and they can use decimals if they want, like 7.5 out of 10, for example. Um, here's another example, a uh, different athlete, a low hang snatch. They're building to RPE nine for a single. And then after that, they're doing power snatches at seven uh, dot, uh, sets of 1.1, meaning they're doing a single, they'll drop and reset and do another single. And they're supposed to be performing those all at RPE seven to eight. So all seven of those sets are supposed to be at a moderately heavy load across. Um, and again, that could change if they're feeling like garbage. Obviously, that is going to uh, vary, whereas percentage work is going to be static throughout. So um, it kind of depends. Also, it gives uh, uh, rating perceived exertion work gives a little bit more uh, auto regulation ability. Uh, based on the athlete and how they're feeling a particular day. However, if you want them to hit certain, uh, <laughs> you know, weights or percentages, then obviously you need to actually make sure it's specific to that athlete. And a good example of that would be C for this athlete where they, they were doing snatch grip deadlifts to uh, like a low hang position, four sets of eight reps. And I prescribed sort of uh, a weight, but I gave him a little bit of range, 205 to 225 was the range. Another way that you can do strength work, and I really like doing this for more gymnastics-based protocols or things that are more upper body centric, um, where you're typically going to be in a little bit higher of a rep range uh, and not often doing like, you know, singles and doubles as much for like pull-ups and that sort of thing. It's usually more capacity-based work. And that's uh, as a result of how CrossFit historically has been tested. So a, a really way that I like to do that a lot is reps in reserve. Um, so for example, you could write this as like AMRAP minus one. So as many reps as possible on an unbroken set, stopping one before the point that you would fail. That's what AMRAP minus one means in this case. So here's the example from one of my athletes every two minutes for eight sets. Uh, the odd sets they're doing AMRAP minus one of strict handstand pushups. And the even sets, they're doing AMRAP minus one of strict pull-ups. So technically, every time they come back to a pushing or pulling movement, they've had, uh, you know, it's been four minutes since they've done that set. So they probably had a solid three and a half minutes of rest or so. Um, so they should be good recover recovery between each of those because those are super challenging sets if you're going to AMRAP minus one. So that's probably the three most common ways that I kind of auto-regulate or uh, modulate uh, strength work intensity. Uh, for endurance work, first will just be like fixed paced work, right? So if you're writing, for example, in this case, it was a 45 minute clock, 250, mi 250 meter row at a 203 to 205 pace at a damper four, they're walking two by 100 feet uh, as rest in between each of those. And I'm just gonna, you know, have them tell me the total meters once they get done. And it's something that is supposed to be sort of like moderate zone work, not super challenging stuff. So obviously you could base that off their, you know, 5k and say like 5k minus two to three seconds or something along those lines, which I also do, or like 10 minute test average, uh, wattage minus, you know, 10 to 20 Watts or something along those lines, right? You could always, uh, put it around that, but it's, again, that's all going to be fixed paced work. You could also do it off perceived effort, which again is going to vary day to day. Here's an example every three minutes for nine sets, 250 meter run, and then row until the two minute mark where the first three sets are at 70, 60% effort. The sets four through seven are 70% effort and sets eight and nine are 90% effort. So again, the, the effort is ramping 
and the performance should probably increase a little bit uh, across each of those. Like they should probably get a little bit better of a, a row score uh, in terms of like the meters that they're collecting across the that. But again, it's based on what they're perceiving as their effort, which could uh, shift day to day. Another way that you could do this is with heart rate zones, which I just released a podcast not too long ago about that. Um, so if you're curious, you can head back and check out that one. But uh, here, like a, a super simple example, this is, again, I wrote this for somebody, but it's very simple. Uh, 25 minutes C2 bike at zone two, right? And the time only counts when you're actually in zone two. Things as simple as that. You could also use some other modulators, which I really like. Uh, one would just be like nasal breathing. So for example, um, 2K road and nasal cap right? It's sort of like a, a finisher for the day. Or in this case, it was like part of a recovery day. And they did that several times, like multiple 2Ks at a nasal cap. We're saying like, you could go as hard or as easy as you want, but you have to make sure that you keep your, your mouth shut. We're actually on the roar. So that's sort of like strength and endurance. Let's go to more of the middle. And again, typically here, if I'm saying like CrossFit, I'm talking about CrossFit mixed work. Um, doesn't have to necessarily be Metcons. However, it certainly could be. Uh, Every eight minutes for three sets, this would be our first example, uh, is a three-minute AMRAP at 90% or a, a hard effort. 20 burpee box get-overs and then max overhead squats in the remaining time. So, um, again, you can just see based on, like, the work-rest ratio that that's obviously going to be able to be higher effort work, right? They're getting five minutes of rest and they're only working for three minutes. However, it's also verbalizing language and effort in terms of it being a high effort, but then also saying like, this is supposed to be a hard pace. So it's reinforcing to the athlete uh, what the intention behind that work is. And it gives them like a, a model of how to start to think about and how to prepare mentally for a, a piece that they're attacking it in the correct way. Another example, five rounds of 60% effort, 20 calorie biker, two ring muscle ups, and then immediately into the next piece, which is five rounds of 85% effort of a 20 calorie biker and three bar muscle ups. Again, one of the things that is important to realize is that effort is going to be based on the modalities that the person is doing and the, how proficient they are in those movements. If we're talking about CrossFit, right? If it's just running and someone's a runner, obviously they're going to be able to go right up against their capacity. However, if you have all these different skills, it's something that you need to be a little bit more, um, tactile and how you go about actually prescribing that sort of work. So in this case, obviously a strict ring muscle up is a, you know, very high complexity, high strength driven movement. So you need to be able to be a little bit more uh, reserved in how you go about attacking a piece like that, especially if you're not someone who has had a ton of exposure in that sort of a movement. So 60% isn't going to be crazy, right? Whereas 85% you're now doing a kipping movement is going to be way closer to that ceiling and like your total uh, systemic work rate is going to be significantly higher um, in those five rounds versus the first five. And again, that's something that that athlete has sort of built up to and they're capable of doing that. But then also they understand that this is sort of where my, my capacity is at in the, in the strict variation and then the kipping variation on the bar. I would say even simpler than like writing this sort of perceived effort work or giving some language about how to attack a piece would just be like modulating work rest where it's going to be appropriate for an athlete. So things like imams every 90 seconds, every two minutes, right? Where it's a sort of a, maybe not a fixed work ratio because it, it could be a little bit variable based on how, how you actually write that. Um, and actually sometimes like writing, uh, you know, EMOMs where it's a fixed amount of work in EMOM. So for example, like a 12 second bike on the minute, which is basically like a desaturation protocol. Um, however, you could also do it where it's 
you know, 10 calories and it's going to be variable in terms of how long it takes someone to get through that. But you just need to be aware of the, the work rest ratio and how you're, you're thinking about that. Um, as you're actually writing it for the athlete, like thinking about the athlete, how long is this probably going to take them? And then sort of working backwards from there about how long, uh, the, the work rest ratio should be and then how much volume when you give them, because that's obviously going to change how they can pace it. Uh, so an example was that I recently gave an athlete some like aerobic, uh, repeatability intervals every three minutes for 12 to 14 sets for dumbbell box step ups to 20 inches, uh, 35 a hand, and then four box jump overs to that same 20 inch box, eight GHD sit ups, five thrusters at 65, and five calories on the rower. Uh, there is a cap at the 130 mark of each interval because I don't want that work rest ratio bleeding over a one to one. I want to keep it at or below that one to one to keep the intensity higher and to make sure that they're not having power output dip to, as they get past it. Um, if for some reason I wasn't able to appropriately uh, figure out where their capacity was going to be at, the, at that day or for whatever reason they're just not feeling as great on that particular day so those are all the reasons why i do that kind of thing you can see it's a bunch of small chunks of work which allows the the turnover to stay a little bit higher um, and it allows them to get a bunch of different patterns in because if you're doing 12 to 14 sets of almost anything that's a lot of work and if you're already hitting those some of those patterns like you know it's likely you're doing some sort of upper body or sorry uh, lower body work already in the week, you probably don't want to go crazy with box step ups and box jump overs and thrusters. Or like, again, that's going to be a lot of contractions on the legs. So doing smaller chunks of that work rather than being like sets of 12 or 15, for example, it allows the heart rate to stay a little bit more level, but then it also allows them to have repeatability and not be destroyed for future uh, training sessions, which is ultimately the goal of this sort of work. So those are like my big picture things when I think about writing the CrossFit work specifically is like, what's the work race, work to rest ratio? What's the volume like? And then as a result, what is the intensity going to be able to be for that athlete? And then how does it sort of fit into their overall picture of the week? And that really gives you a pretty good idea of like, what sort of thing do I need to verbalize to them so that they are attacking this in the right way where they can get their optimal you know, stimulus and dosing out of the week and not something where they're going to be overreaching too early because they don't understand that, Hey, you got a lot more work coming. Um, and like, again, that varies a little bit. If you have a, a more mature athlete that you're working with someone who's been around a while, they're more of a veteran athlete. They're going to understand that I can't go crazy because there is 12 to 14 sets of work here. And I need to be uh, patient in how I attack that work. And even though it is going to be high intensity, I need to be uh, more diligent, methodical about how I go about that work. Whereas a younger, um, less experienced athlete might not have that same uh, kind of awareness about how they should be attacking work. So uh, me as a coach, I need to do more legwork about educating them on how they should be thinking about and attacking pieces of work and training. And also just giving them more exposures of certain types of training allows them to calibrate and to figure out how I should be attacking this sort of work. Uh, I made a joke the other day about the, at the gym we did uh, every three minutes for 10 sets and it was, you know, this bout of work and then it ended at the 130 mark. So it was 130 on, 130 off. And almost everybody went way too hot in, in that first interval and just kind of paid for it the rest of the time. We came back after several weeks of doing those types of progressions and we did the exact same workout, which I don't often do like test retest stuff, um, especially in like more of a conditioning based format like that. That's like really challenging. However, I wanted to sort of make a point of like, if you pace this correctly, it can be way better. And just people's understanding of what the volume is and how they should be pacing it completely changed, even if it wasn't something that they could verbalize. And 
just the way that they went about attacking the work, they're much more patient and diligent and methodical, like I was mentioning, and they're able to then kind of extend the work out across a much more even, you know, their, their scores are way more even and consistent throughout, which is ultimately the goal. So those are some of the ideas that I think about of how you can regulate intensity. Um, this was meant to be in no way exhaustive, but I do hope it shed at least some light onto how you can modulate intensity for CrossFit training. Thanks for listening today. If you're someone who just started listening to the show, I would encourage you to subscribe so you can stay up to date. If you're someone who's been listening for a while, I would encourage you to rate and review the show. And lastly, the best thing that you can do to support our work is also the best thing that you can do for your performance. And that is by hiring one of our coaches. Until next time, stay the course.